0: Gotta be honest, this was the uh, first time I ever felt bad about reading one of these stories. Kind of given everything that just happened like two days ago. Uh,
1: What? Which one specifically? Miami? Yours. Oh, really? The, the Miami? Miami? One. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I read, read that before. So, yeah. This was not the ideal
0: week to be reading that shit. <laughs>
1: I, I read it on right before, so it was probably my fault. I actually had a note that was like, whoa, cool, like shooting up a kid's birthday party. <laughs> that didn't age well.
0: That one did not age well <laughs> from the two days ago when you read that. I know, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <Oops.
1: laughs> I was just like, whoa, lol.
0: <laughs>
1: That's hardcore.
0: Fucking A.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well... You know, I guess well, that'll happen. We're terrible people. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. I was like sitting here thinking about how annoyed I am with um, credit card payment machines asking me if I want cash back every single time I make a payment. Seems trivial. But
0: I still hate it. But what if you need cash? I don't ever but you might never people love paying with cash for things never ever they don't accept it anywhere inside of the blossom venue whatsoever for anything cash they don't
1: accept cash no that's fucking based
0: you have to use prepaid cards or your actual debit cards and shit
1: oh okay good i was gonna say cash prepaid is arcane cards and ancient man it is yeah i agree just use bitcoins or nothing use bitcoins or don't that's, buy shit
0: yeah Bitcoins for all,
1: yeah cash back every single time
0: Could start me paying for everything with just cash
1: what am I what I, do it look like some kind of drug dealer I don't need cash back I feel like people used to um like stereotype Bitcoin as like what criminals use to buy things, but now I think it's like cash is what criminals use to buy
0: things hey whoever thought they used Bitcoin for they're shady businesses.
1: Yeah, for for like buying, um, traffic children and sex slaves and stuff. That used to be the thing. Oh, like, oh for criminals stuff like are that. Gonna...
0: I thought you just meant for like common well, everyday drugs like, too. Blocks of keys and shit.
1: Well, that too. But yeah, I mean, I feel like the U.S. dollar is equally untraceable. Well, you know, as far as who it came from, like I think it was my grandpa like talking about Bitcoin. <laughs> And he's, he was just like, what? "Well, that's that's what uh, that's what drug dealers use. That's terrible." It's it's like they they use cash too. Like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. They also use U.S. dollar.
0: I specifically only snort my drugs through dollar bills.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't even snort my drugs
0: through bitcoins. Yeah, I've tried it. It doesn't work. It really doesn't. It's difficult. Yeah, it outsmorts me every time, and then I just can't do my drugs and i'm sad yeah even sadder
1: yeah i mean you're gonna have a bad time if you can't do your drugs
0: exactly
1: yeah all right um you ready to get this night train on the tracks
0: sure am night train That's a a cool fucking nickname Yeah. yeah have Black Tongues comics, or oh, I'm sorry. Welcome to Night Talk. That's right, Night Talk. I'm Donny. They already know I'm Dave. Okay, yeah. just gonna skip because the intro. Because without saying,
1: I need the I need the cue to get started. Today we're gonna talk about Nightman, Season One, Episode Seven. We're gonna talk about Inferno. And we're going to talk about Hotline Miami. Topical Hotline Miami. Alright, so let's start with Nightman. I think we all need to hear about Nightman to make ourselves feel better. Let me play that drop, though, first before we continue. Night Talk. Night Talk. What did you think of this newest episode of Nightman?
0: So I watched this one first thing in the morning Saturday when I was at work. Oh, nice. Because I had time to kill. So I don't remember all the details of it now because it's been a little while. Okay. But, so, like, so the doctor from the first episode who healed Johnny Nitro, or Johnny Domino, he tracks him down, and he's like, oh, coincidentally, seven people from, each from one different continent of the world also just so happened to get struck by that same magic lightning that struck you on that uh, train trolley accident that one day and gave all of them magic powers as well. Awesome. So, so was WGN a, attempted to create the Ultraverse here on on Nightman here where they going to try to spin off and like have the Freaks or any of those other whatever random Ultraverse character teams? Probably, and then... Uh... CW took their idea
1: and did that with
0: Arrow and shit. God See, damn. It all comes every, back to the everything, yeah Everything is traced back to Nightman.
1: Nightman is the original superhero. It truly is. Yeah, he is.
0: Um, I do like that. didn't exist before 1994.
1: Right. I did like that um, that lightning thing. That was pretty funny. But when he first was talking about like seven different people getting struck by lightning. I thought he was talking about other people who are on the same, uh, That's, cable I car. assumed
0: you meant they were all on the, I had to rewind that and watch that again. Cause I <laughs> originally noted it down as like, Oh wait, why did the seven people from the train car accident all like move to different continents? What the fuck is that about? Cause it'd be funny to them. Just a very international,
1: tra- uh, cable car, I guess. They come from all corners of the earth. To watch Johnny Domino on a cable car.
0: I, yeah, I mean, he is big time sax superstar Johnny Domino, so that does check out.
1: Yeah, it does. So the, the other superpowers, like they they kinda introduce us. they get right into the this like experiment of some woman who's using she's she's astral projecting, but everyone can see her for some reason, and they're calling it teleportation. And it just like, that whole scene just does not make sense at all. They're using, like, all the wrong words, and I don't understand what the nature of her well, power
0: is. So. Well, no, no, no. They're not using the wrong words. This is what teleportation was considered back in 1997 comics. Marvel has fucked it up, and they started using teleportation as, like, a nightcrawler power, where he transports from one place to the other, as opposed to the astro plane projection.
1: Oh, okay. Lightman started all of this stuff, man, back
0: in 1997. Okay, that's true. It's copyrighted and trademarked and documented on television. Everyone else since then has fucked it up.
1: So if I say I have the power of teleportation, that means I... That means you're Doctor
0: Stranging it.
1: Yeah, I go to sleep and then my spirit walks around, but everyone can see it. It's very, very weird power. It's essentially like having a hologram projector and just using that. It's the exact same thing apparently. I like how Johnny Domino is using his holog his uh, hologram thing and just talking to the astral projected bad guy who's what's his <laughs> name Duran or Duran Duran okay so he's just talking to Duran his astral projected form and like I guess he can like see and hear through the hologram as well which I thought was kind of a weird thing I mean it, it was pretty obvious what he was doing like you. You can see it coming a mile away, that trick that he's pulling. But- well, like,
0: you could see it for Johnny, but so, like, Durand happens to be there in this operating room where they're having, like, a live audience come and watch the one doctor let Vanessa do her astroplane projection thing. I don't understand how it's, like, supposed to be an experiment that he's doing when she's yeah. just laying there under his care while a television team and like a live audience are there to watch her do her thing
1: it's more like a show
0: and then doctor at the last second before they go live dr warden shows up and he's like no you can't let her do this if your golden string to your body source gets severed you'll die i don't that was the point he kept trying to make which i don't that didn't catch on really but uh and then instantly like duran uses his uh Tele- tele- telekinesis yeah, yeah. to uh, knock down the lighting rig that's positioned over top of her body while she's out in her astro plane form. And it, they show they zoom in on the, on the landing of this lighting rig. It lands perfectly in between her legs, not making physical contact with her body. whatsoever <laughs> ever in any spot. It doesn't crush her. It doesn't like the impact from it. Doesn't like render her dead. Nothing. It did not touch her whatsoever. It's laying in between her body as she's laying there on the bed. But the doctor goes over, checks her pulse, and he's like, oh my god, she's dead. And so during that fight that you're talking about with uh, Nightman later on at the very end of the episode, did Durant somehow, because he killed her, he inherited her power? Is that yeah. what we're supposed to
1: believe happens? Yeah, he's like the guy from Heroes.
0: Yes. So he absorbs their powers when he kills them.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, it is pretty cool. So, I like, would, yeah, I heroes. would kill all
0: seven of them then too. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So even even heroes fucking copied the nightman. Just all comes back to the nightman. Just influences everywhere. Uh, yeah, I like during that whole um, experiment. They have like two camera guys who are just. Following around the same thing, which is weird because like when they started and she like started astral projecting it's like okay so you're gonna have one guy film the body and the other guy like follow around the projection, but they just both like followed just shooting the exact same thing like standing side by side it was it was very weird and they wore the same clothes too I thought the I like those camera guys those guys were funny
0: yeah, like maybe you have like the one guy in front of her to catch all angles from that perspective just so that if anyone's trying to claim that like oh it's all completely fake it is tv magic and shit like at least you could disprove those theories but no they're both right next to each other yeah (laughs) which i don't understand it wasn't even like a behind the scenes
1: guy or something like shooting a documentary of how it was made yeah they should have had the behind the scenes guy just like recording the cameraman and what he's doing
0: so like immediately after Duran kills her and gets the astral plane power, he shows up at that, uh, TV reporter studio <laughs> and he tells her that her private office inside of the building, is not private enough for them to have a special conversation that he wants to have with her? So then the next they like cut to a commercial break and we come back and they're both standing there positioned on a, uh, on like a cliff side out on the beach or something. <laughs> yeah. So like, she, her first line though is, if you're not going to tell me while, why we're out here, I'm going to go home, I'm, I'm going to go back to work and I'll just call you a cab, implying that they traveled in her car, fucking together there the entire way. Did they not communicate once the entire fucking car ride? Like, we just had to set this shot perfectly right here on this cliff to imply that if like she didn't cooperate, he would like shove her over and kill her. But like, so... They just sat in complete fucking silence the entire fucking ride from the studio to this cliff. Yeah. I mean, that's how it always works in movies. They're like,
1: all right, come with me. And then they get to the destination and then continue exactly where they left off.
0: Yeah. That seemed like a big waste of time. Like you could have just sat in her car, told her you're, you wanted to meet Johnny and been done 10 minutes. You didn't have to waste all that time traveling out to this secluded area.
1: Yeah, it didn't even have to be that weird. I mean, Johnny's famous. You can just be like, oh, I really want his autograph.
0: And yeah, yeah. It's yeah. my favorite saxophone player. Instead, it, it, it had to be next to this cliff that they keep like showing, like, this is how close she's standing to this cliff. Bad shit's about to happen. It's because of the implications. Yeah, it is. Are <laughs> you going to hurt these women, Dennis? No, it's the implications. They can't
1: refuse even, because of the implication.
0: Yeah. I love that they inherited that storyline from this episode specifically. Oh
1: yeah, that's where it came from. Oh, um, also the uh, that news reporter she has somebody draw like the nightman. Like what (laughs) I think he's she said like (laughs) I had professionals uh, get this composite drawing of the nightman, and it just looks looks like like a third grader. It looks like yeah, it's
0: like a child's art (laughs) class project, did it?
1: Holy shit! It's fucking awesome. (laughs) you have to like one of those caricature guys in the park or whatever. Just because from like three
0: episodes ago with the, uh, the alien guy from yeah. the other dimension, they all <laughs> kept saying that he was a cyclops. So they even made sure to draw him as a cyclops in this one. I liked that detail.
1: Yeah. Holy shit. That was an awesome drawing. The best of the best put the, was they were able to piece this together. This is our guy.
0: My niece, De- <laughs> my niece, Becca and her two best friends. Yeah.
1: My crack team. <laughs> That's a, that drawing is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fucking cops. Big time operator is back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Big time operation or whatever fuck the fuck yeah. they're called. And so the, I, I guess they're just the new sitting backup band for Johnny. But like I love so like just last week when uh, we introduced them, I was talking about how that brief time period in like the late nineties when swing got like super big and was played on like pop radio stations and shit. Yeah. And I love that in this episode, (laughs) Frank goes out of his way to emphasize what a (laughs) huge upswing there is on swing music and pop culture nowadays.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Frank Dominus knows what's up. He's in tune with the coming and going of the trends.
0: Yeah. He's (laughs) hip to the youths. He does. When, so when they're when they're there for that meeting and uh, when she first shows the picture, and when Frank and uh, Charlie are talking about swing music and their love of it, so Doctor Walden shows up to talk to Johnny, and I I love there's this weird conversation that they have where jo, uh Walden explains like the seven people from the seven different continents all got struck by the same magical item. They all have powers now, but half of them are dead because of Durand, and he's come to kill you next. But for whatever reason, the way he said this, he emphasized the word power so weirdly and dramatically. It was my favorite line of dialogue I've ever heard read on a <laughs> TV show. I don't know if it stuck out to you at all or if you noticed, I mean, but it didn't just... stick out as much to me. Oh, man. It was fucking awesome.
1: I'll have to, I'll have to rewatch. The whole series
0: yeah just for that scene for sure
1: going back to duran and his telekinesis power i i like how he kind of just like tells an object what to do and that's about it because like he had a he had a gun pointed at the doctor and he's just like watch this it's like gun uh shoot but miss and then the gun just like shoots a bullet past his head
0: i i like that a lot that was very funny so he, commands keeps, it. he just keeps Walden, like, held prisoner by this new friend gun of his for, like, three days, just hanging out on the couch yeah. in his what office.
1: So I guess he doesn't need to, like, actively think about it. He's just like, gun, just do this until I say to if stop. If he
0: moves, kill him.
1: Yeah. That's pretty awesome.
0: And then, so, uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Miss Parks, the fucking reporter girl she hooks she hooks Duran up with his boyhood hero he gets the chance to go and see Johnny Domino at the House of Soul just what we've all always wanted and Duran uses his telekinetic powers to make Johnny trip off of stage into a table and look like a, a foolish foolish asshole that yeah. was Duran's plan all along that was his evil fucking master plan but this is my all time favorite clip of television ever. So, like, after Duran like does this, he's like, oh, I need to leave now. Please excuse me, Miss Parks. She's like, wait, I thought you wanted to meet fucking Johnny Domino. This is this is Johnny fucking Domino, superstar sax player. He's like, no, no, I must go now. And he leaves. And uh, Johnny's like, where was that scumbag you brought? She's like, who, Duran? Yeah. Where is he? And she's like, oh, he just left. He had to go in a hurry. And so Johnny Domino has to unstrap his saxophone in like an angry angrily hurried way and i don't know why but that that little like two seconds of television when he's undoing it in a frantic like angry rush is my favorite thing i've ever seen
1: yeah i mean it's awesome it's very funny yeah i like that too
0: (laughs) just angrily. It's, it's like someone trying to slam a, a like tent door when they're having a fight or something, camping.
1: Yeah, you got to make the scene and you know, make the
0: motion. Got to let everyone know you're pissed off by how aggressively you unra- unstrap your sacks. <laughs> awesome. So, like, after that, Johnny goes down to the uh, parking garage, the employee lot, it looks like, for the House of Soul, and... Waiting for him is Duran down there, and that's where they, the two of them have their first, like, face down, where Duran's like, oh, so you're the Nightman, and he's like, I am, and I can read your evil thoughts, Oh, but your telekinesis is way better than mine, power, and it's kicking my ass, and, like, Duran eventually, like, leaves, but he threatens his life, he takes over Johnny Domino's sweet fucking car, and he almost makes it run into him while he's, like, strapped to a, yeah. a pole a pillar with a fire hose. And then Raleigh comes downstairs and he's like, Oh my God, Johnny, what happened? What's going on here? He's like, Oh, that son of a bitch. Duran got me. He said he was going to kick my butt. And he did. But I love that. The one thing that finally convinces Raleigh that this guy is bad and has to be stopped. is when he's like, wait, so he used your own car against you. Who does that? <laughs> yeah. What a dick. God damn it. Raleigh. I, 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 I took note of that line as well.
1: It's like, what kind of man turns his turns a man's own car against him and that's like really well i mean if you just like drive the car it's you know you command it and it's fine like i mean i'm not going to run over people with my own
0: car right yeah obviously let's to yeah. leave uh, evidence that comes back on me yeah yeah
1: got to steal a car to do that it makes sense not the worst thing duran has ever done i mean didn't you see the whole making the stage cave in thing that's that was the real evil thing
0: yeah he made him look like a chump yeah in front of a sold out house of soul crowd
1: yeah so then after that johnny like has to go to the news station so he takes his car and he's like driving so fast to the news station that he like has all four (laughs) wheels off the ground going like yeah they they
0: did a slow-mo like action movie like car over a hill like still frame shot. That I love how
1: I love how absurdly fast that
0: is just like
1: just getting just getting air like driving like you can't you can't see over the hill. You could just run over um 10 children. You don't you don't even know.
0: Isn't that Very how you got in your last train trolley accident and probably yeah Johnny? Come on. Yeah.
1: That was good stuff. And then um <laughs> and then uh Raleigh and Johnny decide to make Duran look like an asshole by like using like weird nineties Photoshop. And they're just like giggling to themselves. Like, Oh yeah. Make his chin bigger. Make his nose. bigger." (laughs) They have
0: the biggest kick out of doing this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, ah, fuck that guy. That's hilarious. Very funny shit. That's, that's really funny way to get back to the bad guy, get the vanity, you know, go for his vanity.
0: Yeah. That was lucky that he was so narcissistic. Yeah. His love of his own beauty was his Achilles' heel.
1: <laughs> uh, make him make his nose bigger.
0: That's hilarious. too long. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy sees it and he's like, "I don't look like that. This is not a very flattering picture you used of me in the newspaper." He's like really incensed about it. And then Duran steals the Nightman shit right. So he like pops the secret compartment from the car and like steals his suit and toys and shit. And then um. Later on, Do- Johnny just has it back, right? Like I was gonna I, ask.
0: I was gonna ask. Did I miss something? How the no. fuck did you get that back? Like I need to see
1: like the transfer of ownership of the case. Like when we saw him back in his costume, it's like okay, he's in his costume. Obviously, like recorded this uh, with his hologram thing before this. The the thing was stolen, but then it's just he just has it. It's very very bizarre the way they did that. I guess it doesn't matter how he got it back. He just, like, he got it back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, it leaves a giant gap in the story.
1: Yeah, I want to see the deleted scenes where he, like, goes like, oh, there it is. Or something. Like, oh, he, lo- he lost it in the fog. Or, oh, we have a tracker on it or something. That was just a hologram case he took. Yeah. <laughs> was something. Lucky. Yeah. But thank God he did get that suit back because he has, like what's by far the funniest flying scene uh with the doctor
0: i have that one noted too (laughs) yeah it's
1: so fucking good he's not they're not even like leaning forward they're They're, like they're in the titanic pose like yeah yeah like there's no
0: like we're supposed to believe that he's flying him (laughs) over the city of san francisco high above the clouds and shit there is no physical possible way that he would have not dropped that guy holding him in this awkward like Oh, we're two grown dudes. We don't really want to touch one another yeah. kind of way. <laughs> like they're, they're making no contact with each other. What's fucking ever.
1: It's like, if your dick touches my ass for one second, Johnny, and Then he, so he has to have his ass out. So his dick doesn't touch. So it's not gay. It's very funny. And I, I just like how they're not leaning forward. He just kind of like has his hands on the doctor's hip, like just reaching her. It's very funny. So that was good stuff. I hope we get more flying
0: scenes like that. I mean, hopefully Walden's going to be a recurring character now. Yeah, you got to fly. At least for him a couple around. more episodes. It's like Johnny Before my car he goes broke some, down. to some other continent to find another super powered person.
1: Yeah. He just needs a super powered person on every continent to like, fly him around.
0: Oh, dude, I would love to watch that montage. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, like,. At the very end of this episode, before that scene, like, uh, Johnny Sh- Nightman shows up to save Dur- Duran or Walden to save Walden from Duran inside of Duran's like evil lair, which is just like an office building, possibly in like uh, his home or something. Yeah, and so he's like, All right, you have two choices you can either kill me before I get my golden wall, my golden string to my astro plane is still intact and kill me just like I did that one girl at the very beginning by lightly pushing something on top of me. Or you could save the doctor because I told my friend the gun there to shoot him if he moves. But he never told the gun to, like, actually just go off. So it just fires on its own of its own accord somehow. But Johnny jumps in front of the bullet and saves the doctor. And then, like, um instead of going after Durand... Duran just starts starting these very, very small, tiny little fires on the floor around the two of them to create his own diversion to make his master escape. And he's like, I'm going to go kill those other four superpowered people from the other four continents, and then I'll be back for you. You'll see me again. I'll definitely reoccur on this TV show at some other point in the future. And that's where they ended off. Then they have that weird no homo flight (laughs) <laughs> over the city skyline and that's the end of the episode i i hope they said no why homo. would you set fire to your own like evil lair though
1: well because he's gonna like go on a globe trotting adventure to murder other superheroes so he probably doesn't need yeah, it anymore but, but i mean
0: like you could have a realtor like sell that property for you and at least make some cash off of it to fund your evil expeditions yeah, yeah he's got to afford the plane like, ticket Duran's not a world-famous saxophone player. I don't know how the fuck he's affording all these, like, international flights and shit. True. They don't run cheap. No, they don't. He seems like the kind of guy who's only flying first class. Yeah. Just seemed like a a poorly thought-out escape route.
1: I, I hope they get into it more when he recurs. But, um, I you know seeing uh the doctor and shit and like the reporter coming back i like that some of these characters are recurring so now i have hope that duran will come back 10 out of 10 perfect show do you got anything else about this
0: yeah this episode was great i fucking loved loved it yeah it and just so- gets
1: wackier it's funny
0: this one might be number two, number three of my all-time favorites so far. Yeah, I still, I still love the one with the like five different saxophone performances as the number one. This yeah. one is definitely number two, right behind Face Off.
1: Oh right, yeah, yeah. Face Off did have that hilarious saxophone murder scene, hologram murder scene.
0: Yeah, that that's that's hard to top as well.
1: Should have did that to uh, Duran. Like, oh man, Johnny's blowing sacks. Can't have that. Try to I mean, him. at the
0: very end, he does that to parks. He's like, oh, I can't possibly be the nightman, because here we are eating outside at yeah. this restaurant that you're paying for, by the way. And <laughs> oh look, Raleigh's in my Nightman suit flying overhead, landing right at the house of soul, which by the way, I get that you're like Make Creating this, like, oh, there, there can't be two of them in the same place at once kind of illusion that Batman always fucking does with all his, like, sidekicks. Same with, like, Superman always tries to do this shit. Like, every superhero with a secret identity does this. But why do you land right at the fucking House of Soul, which is, like, the home base of Johnny Domino? Why wouldn't you just land at any other, like, fucking high-up building across the street?
1: I mean, everyone seems...
0: Attracted to the House of Soul. You I know? mean, we all love it. We all love hearing that sax blow, but... Yeah. Man, big time operation, but... That just seemed poorly thought out again.
1: Nightman's just like, I love big time operation.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad swing music's on the upkick now.
1: Yeah. All right. Ready to move on? I guess. Yeah. I mean, nothing beats the Nightman. But... We'll try. So, um, speaking of super powered uh, mutants that got their powers from probably lightning, Inferno, X Men. Hold on, I'm going to let my cat out of the room. I think he wants heard to go it. eat.
0: Yeah. That was, a, okay. that was a terrible transition, by the way. No Marvel mutant gets their powers from lightning, some of them have the power to control lightning.
1: I'm just, I just assume, you know, I didn't read the first uh, issue, so I just can, I can only
0: assume. Wait, you didn't read issue one of the story?
1: There's only four of them. No, I mean for, of the X-Men. I don't know where their powers originally came from. I assume they get, they all get struck by lightning at some point. And a, then they get a yeah, they're power. all
0: performing. They're all performing for some bourgeois people on a fucking streetcar in uh, San Francisco, and they get struck by magic lightning.
1: Yeah. X-Men Origins. All right. What'd you think about Inferno? Cause I had trouble uh, getting through it.
0: I would have liked reading this before that other Moira book from last week, the Exodus of Wolverine. But uh, I'm glad I got all these answers to all those lingering questions from that wrapped up in this.
1: Who are those monkey I, people? Those guys are funny.
0: Yeah, I've, I have no idea who the fuck the okay. monkey people with the red-suited new AIM people are. It's all like, like Dr. What the that Bogos
1: is. or something.
0: It's fun. At first, I thought it was just Beast, and then there was the other, the lady, Dr. Jones monkey, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Maybe <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah, so so that that's still a lingering question that we've yet to right. wrap up.
1: Yeah, I don't have that many notes. I I think I I only
0: have like four notes on this. Okay. It was super quick.
1: Yeah. I mean, I only got through like the first issue and then I kind of like skimmed the rest because like I was using my phone and I I just had trouble like seeing the words on the page or something. So I just, it just took too long. But I saw that uh, Colossus has a beard. That was cool.
0: Yeah, he has a really nice beard.
1: Yeah, very, very trimmed up. Do you think his
0: beard feels like a real beard, or does it feel like fucking aluminum or steel or whatever the fucking metal version of his body's made out of?
1: That's a good question. I don't know.
0: I always wonder about that with him.
1: Yeah. I feel like his hair turns into steel, right? Yeah, it looks like it does. So, why not his facial hair? That is very strange. That'd
0: That'd be even weirder if... Only the facial hair didn't. Which I think is the case, right? I don't know. They've never illustrated it like blowing in the wind on a windy day. Oh. So I, I have no no answers on this one. No. Oh, well.
1: The other note I had is there was a diabetes reference. But Fuck, I I, I, that's yeah. one of my three okay. notes. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what it was so like, now.
0: So like, there's these two old ladies who created this... I don't fucking oh, know, they're yeah. like these time portal, or they're like these gateway portal things, similar to the Krakoan gateways, but they did it for those two monkey characters. Uh, this one is named Edith, and the other one's name is Judith, and Judith is on like a Zoom call with the monkeys, and Edith, Edith shows up, and she's like making her lunch, she's like, oh, I put all your pills and some pudding, because I know you hate both pudding and pills, but this way you'll kill... Two horses with one stone or whatever the fuck that expression is. Two birds with one stone. That's it. She's like, oh, what flavored pudding is it? She goes, it's diabetes flavored. Hooray. Diabetes uh-huh. references.
1: Yay. Hilarious. Nailed it. Yep. I mean, then that was pretty much all my notes.
0: Oh. um, oh, yeah. So Destiny has pyro burn Moira McTaggart alive and she makes her, she emphasizes to Pyro to make sure he does it extremely slowly so that she could suffer through it before fucking dying, which is really fucking brutal. I thought that's badass. So it's like a million, like just burn
1: yourself on the stove a little bit. Just do that a million times.
0: That, that'd get annoying. It would. And then it starts to break you mentally too. True. Yeah. That'd be smart. Would be slow. And uh, last week I had this question. I remember being curious about how the fuck Moira McTaggart's one arm turned into a part warlock arm. And I got the answer to that. Mystique chopped it off so that Charles and Magneto couldn't track her and find her to rescue her from them. And then... Cypher was like hey you can't kill any humans you're on Krakoa that's our law so she's gonna have to be let go let go and you can't kill her here and before letting her go he gives her the warlock arm so that's where she got it from um Omega Sentinel showed up and was working with Nimrod that was cool never now Omega Sentinel I don't see that often in books so it's cool seeing her that was fun This one, though, was weird because, so, like, it it turned Moira human and they do all the shit that we read about last week to her. But even in this one, like, Charles and Eric are, like, working with her and trying everything they can. They die attempting to, like, fucking save her and rescue her even. But in the book last week, it seemed like all of the mutants were angry and hateful towards Moira and they were hunting her down and like they all detested her. But in this one, like Charles and Eric are still her friend are still friends with her. So I don't really understand where the whole Oh, I guess it was at the very end when Emma like shows the Quiet Council like everything that she read from Charles and Magneto and Moira. I guess maybe there was something in there that's what she showed everyone on the council and maybe that's why all the mutants like hate her in the next book that we read last week that was the one part I I still didn't understand because there was there wasn't really any part here where everyone hated her other than just mystique and dust in this one
1: yeah I would have expected that we would have seen her like kill somebody or do something but
0: no didn't see that. A one out of five if you've already read Excess of Wolverine. A three out of five if you are going to read Excess of Wolverine after reading this one. Extremely missable either way. Not great.
1: Yeah. Well, I have a review that would disagree with you. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. Okay, this one is five stars. Great storytelling, but. I buy almost anything written by Jonathan Hickman. This is one of his very good stories. However, I dislike what has become of Moira. To turn her from one of the only human helpers into an arch villain that hates mutants is harsh. Which I didn't really. Did she. Does she hate mutants now? Is that what she's talking about?
0: Like. They keep implying that she's trying to stop everyone from ever developing their mutant gene and turning into mutants. Yeah. And that's why Mystique and Destiny originally started, like, hunting her down and shit.
1: I get, I mean, I get that, I guess, but she didn't seem like she was doing it out of hate to me.
0: No, like, she explains that she's doing it because she's lived, like, all these millions of years. Yeah, And in every scenario, no matter what she does in her previous life... Mutant kind always gets wiped out and extinct either by humans or else by uh, sentinel machines like Nimrod. So she's saying that no matter what she tries doing in her current lives, there's no scenario where the mutant kind wins. And so she's just trying to spare all mutants from all that future torment and torture and shit. So she's doing a super noble thing. It's just the mutants of modern day don't want mutant kind wiped out. During their lifetime, I guess, which is why they all kind of hate her and think she's a cunt. Okay. I don't know.
1: Well, well, I guess we'll see what happens then. She doesn't deserve this. I wonder something else. Hickman is slowly turning the mutants into enemies of mankind, uh, bringing a horde of very violent beings to Earth just because they are mutants, taking over Mars and declaring themselves rulers of the, so- of the solar system. Storm as queen? Invading the mind of Reed Richards, just because you don't trust any human being a human myself. I am starting to have some sympathy (laughs) for Orcus, which I I like that line. I think that's why I took this. I'm a human. Uh, Hickman likes to end his comic runs with a massive change. Uh, Are we seeing the start of the final human versus mutant war with both sides fighting for survival? Maybe, maybe we are perhaps so that's uh that's it for that one then that's the only review i had
0: i can't believe that dude gave it five stars
1: yeah yeah it seemed a little more
0: that seems way too generous even to the biggest jonathan hickman or biggest krakoa x-men storyline fans
1: i feel like i'm not a big fan of krakoa storylines like everything you've brought in them i feel i feel like it's kind of a slog. I need so Professor I X about to... about all the
0: Spider-Man stuff that you always bring in. Yeah.
1: To be fair though. Yeah, right. Um, I just need Professor X to stop wearing his silly hat and like sit in a wheelchair.
0: Yeah, I don't like him in the unitard look. Yeah. It's creepy.
1: Stop wearing your stupid hat. Alright. Uh speaking of wearing a stupid hat. Hotline you know, Miami. Hats? They were the mask things. The, with I think one had a little hat on it probably to make myself correct.
0: One was a rabbit and the other one was a, a crow or a raven or some kind of bird character,
1: a rabbit with a tiny hat and a crow with a tiny hat. That's what they were. Oh, anyway, hotline Miami wildlife. I mean, I, I like this book well enough. It's, a lot like the game where you just like break into a place and then murder everybody in the room. So in the up. game,
0: are you supposed to be the, the animal mask people? Yes. Do you know that that's Chris and Mike from? No, book they don't. I,
1: I don't think they gave them a name. I don't even think they re- your character really speaks in that game it's just like you so pick kinda, up the phone
0: so they're more like kind of cha-cha and hazel from like umbrella academy where they're just like funny masked characters who just like massacre and destroy everyone
1: well they're not like as funny they're just they're just masked characters like they're, they're kind of like faceless nameless characters that just go in and murder everybody i think hotline miami too maybe they were characterizing the protagonists a little bit but in the first one it's just like you're not talking you just listen to the guy on the phone and then you go murder everybody until the game ends and just do that on a loop. Hmm. It's fun.
0: Yeah. It sounds fun. I mean,
1: I mean, it's kind of like I'd, gets really violent just like this comic book. So yeah, yeah it's like, I like I,
0: I liked the opening scene of this, just how brutal that was, but
1: yeah, it's very chaotic and uh, brutal. It's fun. Oh, um, Patty's pub was in this comic I, book. That I was, noted that as well. Yes. that was cool. A little, it's always and the idiot didn't place.
0: bother going to it. Instead, he went to the discotheque next door to it. Yeah, very strange choice. Air hockey gets featured heavily in this comic, which is great. Air hockey is way too underrated in comic books and foosball as well. We need um
1: air hockey in the Olympics.
0: I mean, air hockey is okay. Foosball, foosball is always better.
1: Okay. Well, both I would watch in the Olympics. Yeah. The one guy, Mike, he like really hates Russians. That was pretty.
0: Is that in the game as well? Like why is everyone so anti-Russia in 1989 Miami in this? Well, I think it's a cold war thing and yeah, the,
1: the game takes place in the eighties as well, but I don't really remember. I don't remember them talking about Russians like that, but I don't remember them being as hateful toward them. I. I mean, I played at this game like a long time ago now, so maybe they did. And if I replay it, I'll find out. But it didn't stick out to me when I played it.
0: So uh, at Chris's friend's place, I forget. I didn't write down that guy's name. Yeah. But he's over at his buddy's place. The guy who has their hockey table, he also has a couple arcade games in his uh, basement. He has Monkey Kong, Downwell, and Chomp Man, which are just Donkey Kong. Pitfall and uh, Pac-Man but then right next to his arcade setup he has a poster for the Deer Hunter movie and I recently listened to a couple episodes of that Always Sunny podcast Yeah, and I don't remember which episode it was but there's one episode where the three of them talk nonstop about how much they enjoyed the movie Deer Hunter so I thought that was convenient that that happened to have that poster in there and Patty's Pub as well
1: yeah, well, all that, all those references. I try listening to that show occasionally, but then they get to episodes where they're not talking about the show. And I find them very irritating when they don't have that thing to talk about.
0: Yeah, it's okay. I saw mine listening to the three of them just talk about whatever. Yeah. All right. I'm still listening to it. I haven't tired of it yet.
1: I mean, I, I listen to it, but if I see like an episode title that's not just one of the episodes, it's like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to that.
0: So a six pack of beer from Mike's convenience store only costs two ninety-nine. Damn. What a fucking deal that would have been. Yeah, for real. And then this is my last note in this. Okay. <laughs> On page twenty-three of issue four. So it's it's Mike and his four or no, no, it's Chris and his four friends. And uh, his one friend is this guy named Vinny, who he, I guess is like the DJ at the discotheque or whatever the fuck. But he meets him really early on, and they're hanging out together. But in this issue, it says immediately, the very first panel, the date it's supposed to be taking place, which is May 17th, 1989. In this, and it goes on for like two or three whole pages, but Vinny is somehow wearing a Chris Bosch number 1 Miami Heat jersey. Chris Bosh would have been about four or five years old in 1989. Cool. And he didn't play with the Miami Heat until 2010. So I don't understand why the fuck they ruined their own continuity by throwing him into a Chris Bosh jersey instead of like a fucking Ronnie Cycli, who was like the big Miami star when they first expanded in 1988.
1: Well, this isn't a world that's like concurrent with their own. Like in this world, uh, San Francisco had an atomic bomb dropped onto it. Yeah, so, but that
0: happened in the 80s. Cold War shit, Russia.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Didn't it? Uh, probably. No. Oh, yeah. He did the um, typical, like, Gen X thing that my uh, parents and people their age always seem to do is, like, like really look back fondly on high school. He's like, because cause that dude was like, I don't have a, because cause he was from San Francisco. The, ad- the atomic bomb dropped on it. He's like. I don't have a high school to drive by and say, yeah, I had a good time there. I really missed the high school days. Like high school is so good. I don't know why Gen X people are so obsessed with high school.
0: I don't know. I missed that part. Oh, was that when he was. Was that when he was playing the random game of pickup basketball and he was intentionally trying to lose to piss off his teammate? Oh, well, that was like the flashback of when the bomb got
1: dropped because he was away at college. But it was like. Maybe the scene after that where he's like, my my high school is gone. You don't even know what it's like to not have a high school to talk about and look at. I think high school is stupid. Like people who are like, oh, high school, best, best years of your life. Schools close around out, all the time. I'm sure yeah. there are other
0: people who can relate.
1: It's like, just why, why do you think, why are you so obsessed with high school? I don't understand. He really seemed like he got hung up on the high school aspect of it. Anyway, that's a. Uh, just wanted to bring that up
0: I mean that was when he peaked
1: <laughs> yeah I guess everybody and every Gen X person peaked in high school yeah and then they shot some kids at a birthday party anything else?
0: nope I think that about covers it <laughs> <at> all <laughs> alright
1: <laughs> just gonna gloss over the birthday party massacre oh my yeah so I have some reviews
0: read some fucking
1: reviews you cuck Okay, first one. Two stars. Meh. If you want more story from the game, this isn't it. A real letdown. So I guess these characters weren't from the game. The other one. Five stars. Do you like hurting other people? This is awesome. I like <laughs> this <laughs> funny transition. The title. <laughs> the title is Do You Like Hurting Other People? And then he starts, this is awesome. I, I like this. Is is like what you expect on the actual game. Maybe this English is a second language, but that's pretty
0: funny. All right. And the last one, I love that you read that headline and then immediately went five stars.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's great, man. He loves that shit. And the last one, five stars. Love it. I love hotline Miami and this makes me love it more. I like how there's not a happy ending for some people in this. And then that's it. I mean, we all got happy
0: endings. Yeah. Didn't you see the school like scene? All the, all the good guy Americans won. And yeah. They killed all the Russians. And that little kid who almost killed our hero, Chris, he stopped at the last minute because he didn't want to become another American statistic. Yeah. And he's going to help him get his uncle, the big boss of the Russian mafia.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. And they shot that kid who was aggressively... Trying to murder them,
0: blow out his birthday candles. Yeah, aggressively. At his amusement park birthday party. Yeah,
1: threateningly,
0: aggressively blowing out birthday candles.
1: He almost started. He almost burned down the whole park.
0: Yeah, they did an act of good question mark.
1: Yeah, probably. Maybe he's like a fucked up kid. Like, um, uh, what was that? What was that guy's name? And uh, Nightman. Chad King or whatever. What's what's his name? Oh, Fuck. Hunt. Guy yeah. Hunt. Guy Hunt. That's it. All right. Anyway, that's a, that's all the reviews I had then. So Hotline Miami, fun game, decent book. I enjoyed it. I time. need to
0: check out this game.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. All right. What do you want to do for Four next stars week? on the book? No, it's a oh, good yeah. book. It was all right.
0: I'm gonna bring in Rainbow Bright. Awesome. Yeah, I needed something more lighthearted after this week
1: no that's that's weird I'm, I'm bringing in um nancy drew and the hardy boys the death of nancy drew collected
0: whoa the hardy boys murder after raping nancy drew is that what you're saying i think
1: that's what it's about they they rape and murder nancy drew shit it's edgy. i'm gonna bring it right back down and obviously more nightmare can't wait for that
0: episode eight
1: yep so join us next week for that. And in the meantime, follow me on the internet at Donnie. Elm.
0: I'm at these the
1: God follow us at giraffes, HBT pod on Facebook and Twitter, patreoncom slash giraffes have black tongues and soundcloud.com slash DJ von for the music. See you next week.
0: Boys like uh, aren't dancing with Drew and the Hardy Boys like mystery books for like young like school age children. Yeah, I didn't think they were comic book characters.
1: Well, they are now. They adapted it into was
0: oh, like a twenty comic twenty-ish something release. Yeah, it's
1: new. Yeah. Oh, should be fun. Sounds like it's a dark, edgy take on the Hardy Boys.
0: Now they're solving murders and rapes. Now they're sexually assaulting their uh, peers. It said something and then, about trying to frame someone else yeah, for the assault. The
1: description said something about a, they took down an organized crime syndicate or something. I, I think they said like after taking down this crime syndicate, like, whoa, really getting
0: serious with that. Are they supposed to be like, they're, they're like high school age children, aren't they? I've never I've never read any of these books for either of these, but I I thought
1: they were like maybe younger than that because like because you call them boys, right? So it's like, oh, they're just like playing detective or something. But I don't know. I never read the books either. So, you know, these are these are questions for next week.
0: I can't wait to get them all answered.
1: Yeah, we're going to solve some mysteries.
0: Oh, wait, there are multiple Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boy books. The Dream of Nancy Drew, The Big Lie. Oh, man. The Mystery of the Missing Adults. Oh, what? Ooh. Those are all comics. These guys, these guys team up a
1: lot. Wow. Now, this one is The Death of Nancy Drew. That's what we're reading. So, we're going to see how that dumb bitch got killed. I re watched uh, Better Call Saul over the last few weeks, like from the beginning. Yeah. You, sh- you should watch that show. It's it's a lot better to like binge it than you know, watch one episode a week and then wait like two years for the next season. It's it makes a lot more sense because all those seasons are just like like immediately concurrent with each other, like the end of season one or the beginning of season two is just starts immediately like in the same scene as the end of season one. So it's like it makes a lot more sense to watch it all. Continuously,
0: I honestly think that was kind of what I was planning to do from the very beginning because once I once season two started, I kind of missed a couple episodes here and there, and then I was like, ah, well, I'll just wait until whenever it releases on something and just watch it all at once instead Yeah, of trying to get caught back up on it. I mean, they have so five seasons maybe on I will. Netflix now, so probably I not just, long for the other. I just got some deal. I get three months of Hulu for a dollar a month. And then because I got that one and signed up for it yesterday, they offered me Disney plus for three months for two bucks more. So Hmm. I'm paying three bucks for the two of those. So I'll probably watch a bunch of shit on there for now. Okay. Before I get into those, but yeah,
1: makes sense. Oh, um, I, uh, purchased a copy of Morbius. Do you wanna borrow it on Dropbox?
0: Yeah. Wait, you actually bought it or you just no. <laughs> filed it?
1: No, it was on Pirate Bay.
0: Okay, why the fuck would you say on you purchased it? DVD a copy? and Blu-ray.
1: Because pirating it on Pirate Bay would be illegal.
0: Did you did you notice the uh the little snippet of like there was a titanium razor commercial? And someone just had accidentally like DVO'd oh, yeah. <laughs> on their or Tvod on their uh copy of that last Nightman episode. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. Wanna get that I razor? Just, I just appreciate whoever it was that was uh converting this onto this website or whatever, they actually took the time to like rewind all the way to the start of where it came out of that ad break on the Nightman for everyone.
1: Yeah, it's very, very kind.
0: Yeah, good shit. So both of those comics next week are both by Dynamite Comics. Oh, so nice. maybe Rainbow Bright could start hanging out with the Hardy Boys and get assaulted by them now that Nancy Drew is no longer with them.
1: Gonna find Rainbow Bright in a ditch. Fuck. All right, I'm uh, uploading Morbius now, so...
0: I, I almost saw that in theaters. Oh, yeah, you're telling me about luckily, that. Luckily, the person I was going with, she changed her mind, and we saw that. I don't even remember what the fuck it was called. Fool's Gold, or, like, City of Gold, or Sandra Bullock, and, like, Channing Tatum, and Brad Pitt movie.
1: Okay. I don't know which one that's called. I think
0: that was probably a thousand times better than this Morbius movie.
1: Well, we'll find out, but did you, doubt it. Did you watch it? No, I just downloaded it, like, today. Nice.
0: Join us next week for our review of Morbius four months after the fact.
1: Hey, your good things. Yes.
0: Looking forward to it.